0: Be careful with it, would you? And, uh, bye. Thanks for saving me from the Chuck Norris marathon with the snack run, Carly. No problem. Don't get me wrong, sharing a motel room with him after a hunt is an awesome way to celebrate. But the man's choice in movies is iffy, even on a good day.
1: What about mine? Digging into the law was not my idea of downtime after we cleaned out that nest. I'm coming back with nothing even remotely close to natural in it. Besides, you know I'm itching to take the wheel without your Mr. Backseat Driver in his comments.
0: What? Someone's by the car. Of course. The one time he parks
1: a mile away from the rooms. Really, Sandra? That's what you're going with for weapons? Well, Dean never uses them. Because throwing stars are as good of an idea as those films he makes you sit through.
0: Oh, put the demon blade away. It's our old partner in crime. Hey, I guess you're wanting to tag along again? Well, come
1: on in before Sam turns on the puppy dog eyes and makes me cave and bring him a salad. Which I'm not going to do. I'm not a kale delivery system.
0: All right. well you know Dean's house rules in baby. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole, and the ones in the back enjoy the ride, idling in the Impala.
1: Hope you like meatloaf. For a snack? Music, Sandra. Music.
0: Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. I'm Sandra,
1: I'm Carly, and today, bringing it back a little bit towards the original kind of idea for this podcast, I campaigned heavily to be like, hey, can we talk about writing an AO3 while Sandra was still recovering? From the the boys, you keep and, yeah. you
0: keep saying that there was a long recovery. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm still recovering from that bot. It came up at work yesterday. I was like, everybody, look at Jensen Ackles' ass.
0: Did you really?
1: <laughs> I did. Yes, I did. Our tech went down at work, so we were in a Zoom chat. There was like a oh, bunch of us in a Zoom chat, and we were talking about who had seen the boys and who hadn't seen the boys. Yeah. And one of my friends was like, I haven't seen it, and I was like, Oh, baby, you. Well, missed all you need to see butt. is this ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I literally pulled up a picture on my tablet and put it in front of my camera. And I was like, you missing this, but you need this. Yeah, we're talking about AO3, guys. We're done with Eyes on Jensen. Okay, we're finished. The show finished. He's not doing nothing for a little while. We're talking about Supernatural <laughs> again. So we are today, we thought we would do um, an episode about sort of, you know, not a- around Supernatural, but more to do with The fic writing and ao3 and things like that so sandra is bomb and she has written notes and i have not um that should come as no surprise to literally anybody who listens to this so um the best place to start is always at the beginning isn't it guys so how do we get inspired sandra do you want to go first or would you Um, like me to go first
0: i can go first because like you said, I have notes, so I'll go first a <laughs> little bit. She got notes, y'all.
1: There's probably a table somewhere in the background. No, I don't there's no table. The table.
0: Oh, no table I. this time. No. no. No table. There's no just, table. Just um, two. Just three. Half
1: a page. Four, half
0: a page four, of notes.
1: Five, five pages of notes. No, there's pages. not five it's pages
0: of page. notes. No. <laughs> so, it's yeah, I think it was, we, we've, we I think, just broke it up into a couple different questions or ideas or Bullet points, and the first one being, how do we get inspired? Uh, I know for me, um, I've always kind of my imagination. And I don't know if it's just because you know being a only child or not having you know whatever. I I'm sure you know we could dig deep into therapy and figure this out. But I have a very um, wild imagination, daydreams, like I just a lot of that. So inevitably, um, you know, if I like to show or like to particular character or started fangirling over someone. I'm always in the, uh, I guess like the, what if realm of like, well, what if this happened to this character? But I also have always figured out that I'm very much like a romantic happily ever after. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if I was somehow inserted into the storyline or a character, that kind of thing. Um, So And again, like I was doing that in my head really before I knew, you know, what fan fiction was and stuff like that. So um, when that became a thing, I just started to utilize that um, writing. I mean, that's kind of really how I started writing. So it's more inspiration about, I guess, who I obsess over, a character or actor or situation that way. And then that kind of gets me thinking about other scenarios um, you know, and I guess that kind of falls into line with maybe AU stuff that, again, not stuff I really ever understood or knew about growing up, but just was a thing that I did. So I like to explore, you know, what makes a character do the things they do? Like, what's their backstory? Um, it's not always about just somebody's really hot. It's like, well, what does that, what does that character trying to get at or why is that character so messed up or what are they wrestling with? what are they battling with but then tie it back to romance, which is why I think I I mean I'm I'm a romance author. so for me there's always there always has to be a happily ever after. And I think even when I do one shots or shorter stories, that's always kind of my goal. I want to leave people in a place where they, feel good. Um, so I guess that's my inspiration too. It's like, I, I want that to be a, it can be a safe place, but still exploring themes that might be uncomfortable, but always having that happily ever after part of it. So I guess that's kind of how I get inspired or have been over the past three decades of writing (laughs) now probably more oh god I'm gonna stop talking because I'm dating myself
1: (laughs) let's 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 not get into timelines so Sandra describes herself as a romance author which is very true and she's very very good at it I am a porn author there's no two ways about that I don't plot particularly well um so what inspires me tends to be a scene so it can come from a lot of different places um, it can come from photos like a lot of my Dean work comes from photos of Jensen where I'm like Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> um, specifically that very brief period in between Jensen being cast as Soldier Boy and Jensen starting to film Soldier Boy when he grew out his hair and his beard for the five fucking seconds we saw it on camera um, I'm still mad about that <laughs> irrelevant but so there was photos, obviously, going around of Jensen with, with the big beard and more, more, far more importantly, it would take a blow to the beard, but the hair, you all know, mm-hmm. I love me some hair. so But it comes it can come from things like that. It can come from a picture and I think, Jesus Christ, that makes me think of, in, in Jensen's case, I want not fucking put my hand in his hair and just put him on his knees because <laughs> I'm a pervert. <laughs> um, with Sam things, uh, Sam tends, anything to do with Sam tends not to come From a picture, it tends to come like a lot of my Sam stuff comes from music. Um, a lot, a lot of it comes from music. I'll hear a song, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's nice. I like that. I, I like like this lyric." So most of my song fix, I think all of them actually are Sam ones. I don't think I've written any song fix for Dean. Hmm. Um, but like song stuff, and I mean, (laughs) my husband might murder me, but I pull a lot because I like. I, I, li- I like a happy ending I do mm-hmm. I don't want to like Sandra's happy to address maybe those harder more difficult themes in her works and I'm like no I want everyone to be happy no <laughs> angst ever so when my characters fuck off and do their own thing and I'm like guys please because I'm very sad <laughs> please come back and do as you're told so I pull a lot of like the I, I want I want my my sound stuff to, to feel I, I mean mostly some of it isn't but most of it is I want it to feel nurturing and I want it to feel caring and I want it to feel loving. So I draw from my personal relationship with my husband and I think of, you know, the, the love that I feel for him and how he makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And I try and put that into the story because I think it, it might not work, but I'm like, if I write this with love in my mind, maybe that's going to come through when yeah. you read it. And you're going to think maybe it's going to make you think of your person, you know, whoever Sam's just, a vessel you know he's just a pretty face I can't write about my actual husband he would kill me <laughs> so we have to we have to dress it up a little bit but I am in general mostly inspired by you know either songs or pictures or you know sometimes even y'all remember that scene with Dean and Anna in the back seat from season four yeah,
0: yeah that yeah
1: yeah <laughs> that. I could I can look at that and be like fucking hell though <laughs> <laughs> what if we just moved them out of the car and we replaced Anna with literally anybody else on the planet? So yeah, I um it's not so much like a a fangirling thing like it is for Sandra. It's very much like quite visually inspired, so yeah. pictures, songs, things like that is kind of kind of what's what gets me going. yeah, to be fair.
0: I don't know why that is like not all, sometimes it is like, but I like see a picture and like, I think I did it for, there was one that actually does pretty well on AO3. It's the one shot, I think it's called Dominant Hand, where I saw a picture of, um. it was a, it was, I don't know if it was a Jensen or a Dean thing, something, it had something to do with his mouth and whatever. And I was just like, you know, oh God. So that kind of like came out and it was just like that inspiration but I yeah I don't know why that that is like I just my process is I just spend a lot of time I think really thinking about what I'm going to do with a story Uh, especially if it's if it's something that I'm like this has the potential to maybe be like you know romance novel length you know so then I'm like well then I have to get into plotting it Um, Yeah, I the plotting is uh, it's it's it can be organic in some spots, but it can be very taxing and like start and stop, start and stop. Because then I'm like, okay, what's this person's background? What's what's their family life? Um, What's their meet cute? You know, how are they meeting up? Um, What's that kind of scenario? Like when I did view to Winchester, just because, well, what if you know during lockdown? Um, you know, I I have a neighbor that, you know, I see outside uh my office window at my house because I don't have anywhere to go or do. And then I turn that into, well, what if it's just a a hunky neighbor and the hunky neighbors, of course, you know, Dean Winchester, but I don't know anything about him. Okay, well, now let's actually turn into a character and not just, you know, not just me. So mm-hmm. I have noticed though, the one thing I'm noticing more about the different ways of writing, um, Cause I'd written uh, past due first person as a character. And then I've done reader inserts with, you know, the you point of view. Um, I feel a lot closer to those characters when I'm writing. So just by definition, third person, you're outside of it. So it can be a little more challenging to write, even though I was always very comfortable in that you know, this, this is how you write romance. You write them in third person, you know, like this is the, this is what you do, but you know, I've learned that, you know, you can actually go different POVs and sometimes you get very into a scene, but it, it works. It just, it just depends. Um, but yeah, process Mm -hmm. for me is just a lot of every scene. What is it, what is it doing with the story? How is it moving it? Is it, is it, um, are you learning a little bit more about the character? Uh, is it moving the plot? How is it moving the plot? Um, are you getting some more information about like a specific location or, you know, a- other other pieces that are going to need to be important later on? So like everything needs to have a purpose. But even the even the smut, even the love scenes, like what are they? What are they conveying about the characters? What's you know is it is it Building them up to another point, you know, in, in their, in their relationship, what are they, what are they expressing to each other? What are they being vulnerable about uh, what's going on in their mind when things are happening? So, yeah, I think oh. I always kind of go with that, but you were talking to about how, you know, basing it off of someone that, you know, you care about and love. And I mean, i I do that with my husband. Um, it's nice when you have isn't it nice when you have a healthy relationship that you can actually pull from and show some positives to others about this is what, you know, loving somebody is as a give and take. It's a, it's growing with that person, you know? And I think I kind of, Mm -hmm. especially with like um, Julian Dean, you know, from like view, I, I just like seeing how they're growing together and what, what stupid thing is dean doing or what is you know what's julie not you know willing to face vice versa and then how is that affecting them and how are they you know kind mm. of moving, moving forward together so yeah that's but i i tried a couple different ways of plotting and you know like where do i keep my notes and stuff and a lot of my romance novels from a few years back, I should probably do this again with the cowboy romance thing I'm I'm working on, which my God, it's been literally a year. I don't know if I'm like, can I get this thing done by mid August? I'm really trying. I'm like, in, I'm around 45, 46,000 words. And usually like a typical romance novel, if it's long enough and it's decent enough. It's 75, 80, maybe 90. So I'm almost there. I'm like at the midpoint, but you know, just notes about characters, notes about locations reminders about what this person looks like who's related to who um you know those there are a lot of different programs that are supposed to help with that but there's so much more work with that that I'm almost like eh I used to use notes um Mm -hmm. for my romance novels and I got this program called plotter which I tried with my cowboy romance but I'm like I don't don't know it's like it's more work I just want to write and so then I kind of just like outline in my document and as I which I noticed you did with the the work, um, you know, you kind of have your, your bullet points, your outline, and then you kind of like cross out as you go Where I should probably cross out. I just delete once I (laughs) hit something in there. I
1: I used to delete and then I found out where the cross out button was, but I, I do that because you remember when you were younger, like primary school, grade school, um, and you would write stories and then you'd go and then and then and then Mm -hmm. and then this happened and then this so I outline like that I'm Mm -hmm. like okay what do I want this story to be and I go okay so this happens and then this and then this and then Mm this and then this and then once I've got that and I go okay this is this is the story this is the path we're gonna walk and then Mm -hmm. I go in and I add because I find doing it that way if I have like a really good idea Mm -hmm. when I'm like out and about or like I'm not sitting down writing and I think oh I can just go and I can just like slip that into my outline and be like this here like I want my character to say this or I want to do this Mm -hmm. or this is something I want to draw attention to Mm -hmm. and I can build on that and then it's you know it's all there yeah so I suppose sort of like my my process I write I write for my comfort I don't Mm -hmm. I don't write to tell a story particularly Mm -hmm. so I kind of it didn't start off this way but it's come now to where I look back over the past holy cow two years it's been it's been like nearly three no Mm -hmm. nearly two years was we started in 2020 Mm -hmm. um but I look back now and it's almost like looking back over a diary Mm -hmm. and I look back at the like the really early things I did like the first thing that I did in a decade, give or take, was our perfect day collaboration. Mm -hmm. And it was so dark. And I go back and I read it now and I'm like, baby, were you okay? It was so dark. And then Mm -hmm. the ending was really sad. Mm -hmm. And now I threw a bit fit and refused to open Google Docs for like four days because my characters had a row in Mm -hmm. a Dean fic I just posted. And I was like, well, fuck you guys. You could just sit there because I'm not ready to come and wrangle you yet. And I had a big old tantrum about it because I didn't want I didn't want them to fight. I didn't want sad. I didn't want angst. I want everybody to be happy. Yeah. So and I look back and I look back at the things and it's kind of like it is kind of like looking back at a diary, and I can see like, oh, I wrote this then and that was going on. And it Mm -hmm. it reflects through in my work. Yeah. So that's kind of one aspect of it. And another. Another kind of thing for me is I can't. Everything I write mostly is a scene. It's like it's not even it's not even a one shot of like one story. It's a scene, Mm -hmm. and I might give you like a bit of background about what happened before that, or what I usually don't tell you what happens afterwards. I'll leave it up to you, Mm -hmm. but I'll bring you in kind of just as the action is starting, and then I go, and this is what happened, and then I go, and now. You do what you want at the end of it, you know? Mm-hmm. I kick myself endlessly because I'm like, your stories all end with everybody going to sleep. And I'm like, yeah, because then people can decide what they want to do when they wake yeah. up. Yeah. Nobody has to, you know. Yeah. And that's that's because I the mental health issues that I experience, I don't know if I'm gonna come back to something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna start something and then go, well, we can never do that again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So everything has to be.
0: self-contained it's like it's its own little like cell or like pocket like here it is here's here's what you've got and then you know if something did or were to happen or you did get a you know an idea or a thought or a feeling and wanted to express it it has its own place kind of thing yeah no I I, I get that I think I use I think I've actually been doing that more like writing in a way that kind of like picks at maybe like what I'm feeling because I did that with um taking care of business, like just recently, like, you know, the, what I'm kind of doing in my, what happened, what's happening in my life. And I mean, I, I flat out have said this before. I feel like Dean's like my sexy guardian angel. I don't know what it is, but it's like, I feel like he kind of gives me, you know, that little, okay, what are you trying to deal with? It's going to be okay. Let's just get you through this moment. Um, You know, how can I, how can I help? you know because I think that
1: yeah
0: Dean being the always wanting to save people I kind of like it's nice to have a character that for someone myself that feels like I'm kind of doing a lot for other people all the time and now I'm flipping the script on myself and being like well now I've got to rely on other people a lot more than what I'm comfortable with doing um you know it's mm-hmm. so talking about it you know family and stuff, but then just having that little outlet. Well, you know, what if Dean was just there helping me like, okay, yeah, you're, you know, you've quit your job. You're yeah. moving on. What are you doing next? It's okay. It's going to be okay. It's okay. If nothing happens right now, let's just be in the moment and, you know, let's throw a little bit of smut in there. So you yeah, can small bit. Small yeah, bit. I think that, I think that makes sense. I do like the idea of, um, you know, journaling. And honestly, I do that too. Usually with, if I'm going through something, even with a, a long piece of work, if something's happening in my life, I tend to focus on that feeling or place. And usually my characters are then maybe dealing with the same thing. You know what I mean? It's like, it's Mm -hmm. your brain finds a way to get that in there. Um, And your characters can become yours. therapy. I mean, you know, actual therapy is the best thing, but journaling, I think writing, expressing yourself, however that comes out is also a very healthy outlet. And, um, I know a lot of us probably write for that reason, you know, at the, at the end of the day, we're writing to express ourselves. Um, and it can be in a lot of different formats, a lot of different ways that that happens.
1: Yeah, I tend to I tend to juxtapose my real life with what I write. So in real life I'm married, I'm a mom, I have two boys, I have a house that I have to run, I have a job that I have to go to. You know, I live a very normal pedestrian life. So hey, what if I write people who don't have kids and have that kind of mm-hmm. freedom? What if I write people who don't have to worry about money? Mm -hmm. you know, and can just up and move to a new country, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. What if I write smut stuff that is not practical or feasible or (laughs) an option in my life right now? I love my husband daily. I love my children daily. I would never give up any of them. Mm -hmm. But you can't tell me that if someone said to me, hey, you can tie down a really handsome guy and go after him with a knife and you're both really gonna fucking enjoy it yeah all right yeah all right (laughs) where the fuck do i sign yeah you know that's like that's not a feasible thing that i can do in my real life that's like you know it's like fantasy relationship versus real relationships my real relationship is beautiful and i Mm -hmm. love my husband to the end of the earth but in fantasy i can do what i
0: want <laughs> but it's cuz it's cuz that's real right like i mean i had a discussion with my friend the other day and we was like you know sometimes it's so much it like the idea of sex sometimes is <laughs> so much i think you know it's it's not messy like you can get you can do all the things you want to do um you know and nobody writing. has to yeah.
1: nobody has to wash the sheets <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody's writing fanfic about doing the fucking laundry and going, we're putting a towel down next time, baby. This is bullshit. Nobody's writing that. I mean, maybe some people are writing that, but like, it's, it, you know, no, it's, it's kind like- of like
0: wish fulfillment, like in a way, like, yeah. it's like, you know what you like. So, you know, and again, it just, it's, I mean, that, I think at least for me, again, it comes back to romance is wish fulfillment, like, or fantasy fulfillment, or, you know, what are you, you know, you've got the. And I know it's antiquated and the dated way of thinking, but, you know, you've got the hero who comes in and like, you know, saves the day. Like sometimes at the, that's just kind of what people, people just need to feel that somebody's there and things are going to be okay. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's wish fulfillment. I tend to, um, it's funny you say like juxtapose. I don't know if I explore enough of that. I almost feel like sometimes I put in, I mean, do have, I've written characters, you know, with kids and married, divorced and all those different scenarios that I haven't um, experienced. But I think when I write um, a lot of like the supernatural fiction, it's, you want to be in that world, right? I mean, it's, it's not a pleasant world by any stretch of the imagination, but there's so many things about it that are interesting and inviting and just feel fun. Like if you could be a badass, you know, like a legitimate badass. And what does that look like? Cause I know in all, I mean, I can, I don't, I can't even like change a tire on a car. Like even though my husband should be like, that stuff is, that stuff is hard. You have to have a lot of strength to do that. I can't do it like to save my life. So it would be wonderful to write a character that is a complete badass. And, you know, Dean Winchester is like, Whoa, she's, she's great she's like awesome she's, yeah she's, she's a better she's a better hunter than I am kind of thing so yeah it's it's all of those things that you know you might never get the chance to do but you explore it a little bit in writing so yeah yeah, yeah
1: absolutely I mean I don't like we discussed I don't particularly plot I just mm-hmm. have like I have a scene and I don't I don't plot very well. So but you I tend can tell to... a
0: lot about the characters that you write and it's succinct and it's concise. Like you you, yeah. you do that and you, you're like, okay, here's what you need to know. Let's get on with the good stuff, or let's get on with the other thing that needs to happen that I'm, you know, interested in exploring. So yeah. yeah.
1: I find it I find it quite interesting as well. If I take like I've put sort of like my main my main series that I haven't done anything with for quite a while now, the The English Cottage. I I didn't I had Sam and Dean as being hunters, but they weren't it wasn't the same canon as the show. But then I tried to like think, well, what effect would that have on you know what what would happen to those mm-hmm. characters when she took them out of that environment. So it was fun to kind of play around with with, you know, so it's probably not something that anybody really has ever picked up on unless you were reading through every single one and you were like, huh, that keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. But I always write, if Sam wakes up, he freezes for a second before Mm. like he wakes up and he goes Mm -hmm. and then he like starts his day and I'm like I have to figure that would probably be accurate Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. you know yeah maybe I've I've never written it that way but maybe that freezes him reaching under the pillow for a Mm -hmm. gun that isn't there anymore Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know
1: that kind of just taking a moment to remember actually you're safe it's fine but it being like a a, a trauma response it's almost. like a
0: nicer version of mystery Spot. <laughs> <laughs> gosh yeah <laughs> sorry wake up again what's happening yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: but i just i always thought like i always think you know what was what would these people because we know who they are in that world but what would they be like in a world closer to ours mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. do i think sam is a big old sub No. Do Mm -hmm. I think he could, under the right circumstances, want to give up that control? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely he would. Sometimes he's six foot four and he's dominant and he's like, I'm going to give you what you need. And sometimes he needs you to give him what he needs. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's fun. There's no, I don't think there's no one way you could say those characters are. Yeah. So it's just, it's fun to go like, and again, I find that ties into my mood you know mm-hmm. am i having a hard time maybe i'm writing something with a bit more dom sam am i feeling good is life going well yeah maybe i'm making him a little bit of a sub you know maybe yeah. i'm feeling like feeling kind of good you know i'm like i could take control of the situation mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's it's i find it really interesting to look back on my work and yeah. go huh yeah.
0: that's the beauty so. of writing and being um, exposed to all of the different writers you know because you're getting it from all of their points oh, of yeah. view, and that's what's great I think about AO3 and like I said I I think a lot of my love of the characters in general has come from you know also reading the fiction and what other people kind of in a weird way like how everybody collectively does have the same you know like viewpoints about the different characters you know I think it's 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 nice to see that um you're not the only one that maybe has that idea or imprint. you know from yeah. that character and how are they how are they looking at it and exploring it more um
1: I find I find that really I'm not as we've discussed previously I'm not a huge lover of Destiel and I don't don't actively seek it out or anything But I find it interesting how you can see the same characters do the same things, and Mm -hmm. everybody pulls a different Mm -hmm. viewpoint. Is Castiel the subbiest bottom to ever exist? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Is Dean? You know, maybe. And I find it so interesting to, like, I very rarely find myself in in the Destiel world, but when I am in that, I'm mm-hmm. like, that's so fucking cool. You've seen the exact same characters that we've seen, and you've gone, no, mm-hmm. this one's a top, and this one's a bottom, and mm-hmm. this one does this, and this one does that. And I'm like, that's so, I find it so interesting that we can all be exposed to the same yeah. media. Yeah. And also, you know, pull such different, different things from it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And for the record, Dean Winchester is averse, fight me, bring it on. <laughs> bring on. I believe that I th- yeah I think I think we set down I think we set down for the actual actors but maybe not for the characters. I think we set down I think we set down Jensen was a verse. Mm. And no, Nietzsche think- was the dummiest top to ever fucking exist. And again, fight me. Yeah. He is look at it look in his eyes <laughs> just you just just look in his eyes. All that soft spoken shit it's a facade man. He will whip mm-hmm. your ass.
0: No, but I think that's true about I think it's true about Dean too. I mean we I you know I I I think that he's again I think he's the giver what do you need at the time, you know? So I think yeah. he can go, he can do whatever based off of yeah. if he cares about the character that he's that he's with the person that he's with. It's it's that.
1: Okay, so this is normally the part of any given podcast where we would go, hey, our sponsor today is, but we ain't sponsored. So we just have some uh, causes, some charities that we'd like to um, bring to your attention, point you in the direction of if you feel able or willing to donate to them. We have three main sort of causes, inverted commas, that we're uh, uh, promoting, feels like the wrong word, but like signposting, highlighting, Mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. So the first one is um, to do with the conflict in Ukraine, the Russian invasion, unlawfully, of Ukraine. So we would just like to draw your attention to World Central Kitchen, which, as it sounds like, is, um, you know, helping to feed people that are affected by this conflict. Um, You know, although it's dropped out of the media quite a bit now, there's still a hell of a lot of people in Ukraine that are trapped, that are cut off you know, that are struggling for food and water and basic supplies. So that's what that charity is there for. We have Kids Save, which, again, as the name suggests, is looking out for the children that are affected um, by this. I mean, conflict feels like the wrong word. It's, you know, it's an unlawful invasion. But yeah, yeah, Yeah. Kids Save. And then we have, if you don't want to sort of, if you don't feel you can or want to commit to just one single charity, we also have a link to the global giving page for the Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund, which obviously is then split between various different places that it needs to go. It's sort of the global equivalent of a GoFundMe or a just giving page. So we have that. And then for those of you that are in the US, and oh Lord, we know it's hard right now, we do. So we have the Moms um, Demand Action, Ending Gun Violence. Um, The Sandy Hook Promise, advocate for gun regulation in your state, wherever you may be. We have the American Civil Liberties Union, which is, you know, basic human rights. Come on, people, like... It it doesn't feel like it should be this hard, but somebody needs to give your government a kick up the ass and be like, Mm -hmm. hey, it's not this hard. You're making it harder than it is. Mm -hmm. And then of course, vote.gov. You know, lock up the voting regulations in your state, in your area. Find out what you need to do. Be informed. Be prepared, because that is the best way to enact any kind of change. And that doesn't just go for the US. That goes for the UK. Anywhere else, educate yourself. Know what you need to do, so nobody can catch you out. Last cause definitely not least, LGBT, LGBTQ plus people, my folks, we are under attack. There's no easy way to say it. There's no nice way to say it. People want us dead, yo. It's really heavy in the US. It's coming in the UK, you know, and it's fucking hard. There's no one cause fits all for this. There's nothing particularly global. And to be honest, I didn't really want to signpost to any, you know, causes that are fighting against this. I want to bring this down more to people. You know, we're not just, we're not a statistic. Everyone's a person. So the causes I want to signpost are Switchboard LGBT in the UK and the Trevor Project in the USA. And they are both um, services where you can reach out. You can be connected to people to talk to. You know, it's hard. We need to come together, guys. So if you need to talk to somebody, if you need help, if you are not safe where you are, these charities will help you. You know, Reach out to them, even if it's just someone to talk to, even if it's just someone to go, this fucking sucks. If you need that help, reach out as well. For anyone outside of the US and the UK, I'd like to draw your attention to the Trevor Project. Again, they have resources for international LGBTQ+ people youth we know that as much as it's hard in our countries it's a hell of a lot harder in some other countries and it's not easy to come out it's not easy to be safe so take a look at that link for some resources some places to go for help some ideas of how to keep yourself safe so again it's not a sponsor we wish we had a nice fun sponsor to bring you but we know that it's hard and we just want to point you in the direction of help for others if you can give it and help for yourself if you need it so Back to the podcast, I guess. Yeah, characters characters leading us versus us leading them. So, oh, of course, Sandra's got notes. I don't have notes, but I will. I will wing it anyway. <laughs> um. So, I did not know because when I when I had written when I was much much younger, it was really. I, I was bad. It was cringeworthy bad. But I had done very much the same thing when I was little, which was to write scenes of things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so nobody told me that if you try and put, like, a little bit of plot in there, sometimes your characters will just fuck off. Nobody, no, I didn't, I didn't get that memo. Nobody emailed me and went, Hey, we see. You. I needed that little paperclip thing. Y'all remember the paperclip thing from Word that was like, Hey, I loved yeah. yeah I needed that that was like, mm-hmm. Hey, we see your plotting. Be mm-hmm. aware, people will just fuck off. Nobody warned me. So I, it was one of, oh God, it was one of like, an early thing that I wrote. It might it might have even been like Step Into Christmas or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming to the group chat and being like, guys, nobody will do what they're told. Please. <laughs> what is happening right now? And you guys were like, it's fine. It happens. Just roll mm-hmm. it. See what happens. Mm-hmm. But I, I wasn't expecting that. I was like, I am in control of this. Yeah. And I, you do what I tell you. And I have been schooled by my characters that that is not what happens. And they will just go their own way. And I kind of, I lean into it now. I have an yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. but if they decide to go off I'm like okay I'll, let's see where this goes I used to try and drag them back on target but it, I found it more expedient to just let them work through mm-hmm. whatever they're going to work through and go from there like one of the last things I posted um, quarter one that was literally it was supposed to, it was supposed to be a one shot that was supposed to be a fight and then there was supposed to be some angry makeup sex and it was going to be nice Mm -hmm. and then it turned into a two shot and it was going to be they were going to fight and then there was going to be some angry makeup sex but it was going to be spread out over two chapters and then what happened was they fought and then Dean had all of the fucking angst all over the place for like paragraphs and I was like Winchester what the fuck are you doing what are you Mm. please I had to call in Sam and like literally in the story call him in and be like you fix this and in the story Sam just like basically throws his brother into an empty room and he's like fucking stop fix this yeah and Dean's like, uh, z- 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 uh, and Sam's like I'm not listening to none of this shit mm-hmm. marching there and you fix this and it's Sam that ends up giving Dean the idea of how to properly apologize with a very throwaway comment of I don't care if you get on your knees and beg for forgiveness fix it and mm-hmm. that is ultimately what Dean decides to go with but it did freak me out when I started I was like no this is my story please get get in line what are you doing yeah but now I just kind of kind of just let it go what about what about you what are you
0: when you were talking about that and you're talking about how like you know angry you get it kind of it's it's a literal um parallel to Chuck right like especially if you talk about Mm. Castiel and how you weren't supposed to do that where I think as a as a writer, if you're willing to grow as a writer, you let your character do something different and let them have their autonomy in a way. If you're and if you become a really good writer, you work with it. Chuck was not a good writer. Chuck didn't know what to do with that, right? So, it just kind of yeah. like hit me when um when you stayed when you talked about that because remember how frustrated he was with Castiel. Like every other Castile has done exactly what they needed to do you, you haven't same thing with the, with the boys, you know, they were just a little different and, you know, they didn't want to fall for that ending of one brother's going to kill the other. They just weren't up for that. That was not their, that was not their end goal. That was not, you know, something that they wanted to have happen. So yeah, Yeah. I, I, I think it just, the more you write and the more maybe like, you know, you do get into plotting, you just start to see that, how do you get from here to here, even though you think it's going to go this way, it's going to like zigzag or there's going to be more in some places, maybe less in others that you thought was going to be as important. And you just put the characters in it and see what happens. It can get really frustrating. And especially can, I think for me, especially if I know where I want the characters to go, but I don't know how they're going to get there. That's when I have to just let them go, you know, like it's like, but it has to make sense, right? It has to be, it has to be true to their character. And if it isn't, you're going to, you're just pigeonholing. Like, that's why I hate some of the stuff that when you do watch shows or whatever, and it just doesn't feel like the character, right? Like if after so many, so much time you spend with them, well, why are they doing that? Are they doing that just to get here? But they wouldn't do it that way or that's not how they would react. So yeah, I am. I like it when they leave me, but it is, it's frustrating, but I like, I like when that happens again, you've got to have sort of an idea of where you're going, but then trust that your characters are going to find their way. And sometimes they don't, you know, I mean, I've written stuff too, where I thought it was going to go. I thought it was going to get to this one point, And then I realized that really doesn't make sense. I've got to, oh, yeah. I've got to change. I've got to change that. That can no longer be something I'm expecting is going to happen in the story. So a lot of, um, I hate the idea of like total revision. So I really try to just sit and wait. Yeah. Just give it some time, step back. You were talking a little bit earlier about like when you get a, an idea and you like write it in your notes, like some of the best stuff I, I I get is like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be like, this is what needs to happen. And then I grab my phone <laughs> yeah. really quick and I just write myself either a note or I, you know, send myself an email, you know, reminder about this, or I'll write out a few sentences of what I've thought about showers are really good place for that too. I don't know why. I mean, I know why it's because your, your mind's not focusing on that one thing and it's allowing itself time to just be sometimes it's just a good night's sleep. You're just yeah. like, you know, putting it down and saying, okay, I don't know what you're going through right now. I'm going to let you have your moment. Stepping away is like the best thing. I, I, I've learned to have to do that with my husband too. Like if we get into an argument or whatever, if we're not seeing eye to eye about something, just step away as, hard, as much as I might want to fix it. Step away, give everybody time to breathe and think things through and then let them come back. You've got to do that with your characters too. And if you care about your characters enough, you know, or the story that you're telling, you'll give it the time um, to figure it out. It's, it's frustrating when you want to get it done, you know, and you're like, just, I just need to get to this point. And you've talked about it too. Sometimes it's just writing, writing a little bit of those other scenes or a little bit of those other things that you might be looking forward to, you know, even if it's just a few lines, sometimes that helps connect. At least that's what Mm -hmm. I find. I used to write, um, I used to write more out of, out of place, like just like scenes. But now I kind of like, I just give myself the time to get there. Um, but, you know, I think for me, one shots are like those things where it's like, here's my treat. Here's just the scene, or here's just this thing that I'm tackling. So it's a little different with um, yeah. when I'm writing longer, longer bits. I-, I love it though. When you, when you get characters that just kind of like just start writing themselves. They're just like having a conversation. I absolutely love that. I've had that a few times um, Mm -hmm. in view and in uh, The Hunter Who Loved Me, the end bit with Julie and Dean and The Hunter Who Loved Me where they're dressed up for Halloween and then Eileen goes into labor and like that whole like, you know, that scene in the, they have a scene in the hospital, like right after Sam comes out and tells him like, that was just kind of like them and I was just like this is just this is nice you know or even that um thoughts when you can get into the thoughts of your character uh, I like that a lot too like I wasn't sure when I started writing view I knew I was going to have Dean's POV at some point but it was daunting because I'd never written his POV before like that was my first Mm-hmm. anything. So I kind of was just kept writing, writing, writing from Julie's perspective. And it kind of felt like a good point where, you know, if this is going to, if this is going to go into where it's going to be a little bit of a mystery as to what's happened to her, I've got to have Dean, I've got to have it from Dean's point of view. And I was nervous and scared, but then I was like, you know, let's just, let's just have Dean thinking and process through that and see what, what comes out of it. And I like that. I actually do like I like writing from his POV. It's it's I like trying to get into his head. Um sometimes I feel like those parts are easier. I don't know why. Um rather than like from the female character's POV. But yeah, it's um Yeah.
1: It's I I, I prefer writing from the reader's POV because I don't mm-hmm. but then I found my I found myself in um quarter after one kind of switching between mm-hmm. different POVs as mm-hmm. I, you know, as I wanted to tell the story. And I was like, turns out Dean's mind is quite dark. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's pretty, pr- pr- pretty dark in there, pretty angsty, pretty yeah. self-loathing. And I was like, I don't like any of this. Yeah. I don't want to sit here with you anymore.
0: Yeah. I guess for me, I like, I kind of feel like it, it helps, you know, it helps me a little bit to sometimes like work through stuff. I really like doing, um, And I think the only reason I kind of had the guts to write it was Factory Reset, the one with um, Dean getting pegged. And it was, I really liked going back and forth between the characters, you know, and really seeing it from the different, the different perspectives. Um, Those are really, those kinds of things are fun, you know, and again, taking a character and maybe everything you always thought about a character, but what if. What if he hadn't done every single sexual thing imaginable? Like, what if there were things that, you know, which within the of possibility, you know, he might not have yet? like it yeah a thing, you know, what does that, you know, and again, you get into like trust and I just trust certain characters to help me in a story. And when i I think that's why I, I kind of like I really do love writing Dean so much. It's like if I could just write Dean all the time I would. Cause I just feel like I mean, there's, you so can. Much, there's so there's much no- to, there's so much to learn about him, you know? And I think you, I, I think that's why too, like, it's so hard for me to do Sam. I, I did start a Sam one. I'm maybe like six pages in and, Woo! but it's hard for me to, I'm really trying to connect, you know, with him. And I, I need to give myself time to to do that, you know, and, and really, because I want to do him justice too, right? Like, I don't yeah. want to just, I don't think I think I know him, you know, and of course I'm, I'm never going to know a character fully, but I, I want that, I want that connection, you know, with the character. Yeah so it's
1: I was I was so nervous I was so nervous when I put Dean in step into Christmas mm-hmm. I was nervous enough that I was like guys please write me a Dean a Dean yeah. chapter and Sandra yeah. graciously graciously came and rescued me because I was like I don't know what to do with Dean I've only written Sam but when I posted like my first actual sort of Dean fic mm-hmm. um which was goddamn what was it please please
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was so nervous because I was like I don't like I I know Dean but I don't Know mm-hmm. Dean yeah. the same way I know Sam, right? So I'm like, I I find myself exploring more feelings with Sam, maybe, mm-hmm. and more physical things with Dean. And then of mm-hmm. course, quarter quarter after one came along, I was like, well, there we that go. Anymore. Yep, we well, did a good job now, with fun. all of
0: that angst and everything with Dean, though. I will say that was that was a a really good a really good um like insight into him and it was it was yeah. good it was good car i was
1: just it was like we were fine we were fine i was i was ready mm-hmm. i was ready for the dean acts because i was like like kind of just tying it back to the show and i was like okay if dean had actually genuinely done that to someone he loved he cared about he'd be fucking devastated mm-hmm. like he would go and he would hide and he would drink and he mm-hmm. would be devastated and that was fine i was prepared for that
0: mm-hmm. and it all
1: went wrong when he came to talk to her about it and suddenly my strong female character that I had written to be strong and take no shit took no shit and mm-hmm. was like fuck out of here with that just, and I was like
0: oh no yeah oh god what have I done wasn't gonna fuck. be that easy as much as you yeah. thought yeah mm-hmm.
1: I felt like I genuinely thought he was gonna come and she was gonna be like I she was gonna be mad But he Mm -hmm. was going to come up with this, this good explanation and he was going to apologize and it was going to be fine. And what he gave me was weak ass nothing. And she Mm -hmm.
0: went, no, no, I remember reading it as you were working through it. And there was a point where you had, you had ended it and like, he'd shut the door. I was certain because she was like on the bed. Wasn't like, she just heard the door click. I was certain he was still in the room and he was going to like, try again right then and there. Like, that was my thing. I'm like, no. He's going to give it another go. He might fuck it up again, but he's going to give it another go. And I was, you you surprised me, but in as it was still a genuine, you know, genuine character yeah. and, and how it went. So again, like everybody's thought processes about like the ways a a story can like shoot and where it can lead is are, are very different, but still all great. It was it was good. It was a good one.
1: I I, I enjoyed writing that. Yeah, I have currently. Two work in progresses mm. which is frankly too many <laughs> too too many yeah <laughs> it's too too many one work in progress one work in progress was was too many and I had a lot of anxiety about that and because every time I loaded up my computer the tab was there and I was like oh, fuck I need to do that mm. bollocks and I can't like I'm not stuck I know what I need to happen mm-hmm. I just I've just got a I've just got a bit of writer's block about how
0: yeah
1: how to get from point A to point B. And I know, I know, I know what's going to happen, but I just, I need to just like power through this, this bit. Mm -hmm. But then I was at work a couple of nights ago um, and I just had, see sometimes like I've, I said that like I write for my comfort and I kind of write like a journal. Mm -hmm. Um, And the most recent thing I posted, uh, this one needed stitches and this one came from rings. That was like a stream of consciousness that had been it had been banging around in my head for so long. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like, I, I have to write this because it's never gonna go away. I have to, like, I have to write this. Um, and I'm like, it's, it's, not, it's not to everybody's taste, but I'm like, I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it made me face up to some things that maybe I didn't wanna wanna actually admit to mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. but I had to. And that was, you know, it was fine. But then that happened again at work. And I was like, oh, I need to I need to get this out of my head. And I had like loads of loads of steam and loads of like go on it. But then I finish work late and I start work really early. Mm-hmm. So don't have a lot of downtime yeah. in between when I'm on shift. So like I finished work and I was like, okay, I need to like get get out of this room and I need to go and do something else. And I need to not be dealing with this. And I was so mad because I was like, when I wake up tomorrow this spark will have gone. I won't be able to get it back now. I'm gonna have to wait until mm-hmm. my brain goes insane again. And that is exactly what has happened. Yeah. Exactly what has happened. Yeah. And now I'm like, well now I have two things. Cause I don't ever like to like scrap anything,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? Yeah. And I said, I sent you like the screenshots of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is shaping up to be pretty good. Yeah. I just need to, I just need to, to, to go with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now I need to wait to be insane again. <laughs> To go with it, like son of a everything bitch. has to
0: line up, right? And sometimes it's like you, 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 you get yourself like right, like I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna do my writing, you know. And um, I know for me, that's like kind of like what I do. Like I, I try to get myself in a, in a good place, like listen to the music that I feels like gonna get me, you know, in that in that space to write. And but then something something pops up, or you know, what was gonna be my time to write ends up only being like maybe twenty minutes, or I do it late, or I think about something early in the morning and I open up my laptop, you know after my husband's gone to work, and I might write for like ten or twenty minutes and sometimes that's like the stuff that I'm really proud of and I'm like,, eh. but it's like, you know, I can't I don't know, it's it's finding that time and like you said, the spark and giving it the chance to do what it needs to do, and sometimes just life won't let you, you know, for whatever yeah. reason
1: that's it I have like a I have like a master list of of thick ideas and then Mm -hmm. I have like a second list of like kink specific ideas Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and they're all there and I'm like that would be great but I have to like I can't just pull that inspiration out of out of thin air Mm -hmm. you know and for the for the first work in progress god it felt like I wrote like I was coming back to that I'm writing like two sentences a week Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I'm still I'm probably like maybe like halfway through and yeah. there's still like a fuck ton of stuff that needs to happen mm-hmm. and a fuck ton of exposition needs to happen. And I'm just like, oh, there's too many things that I got to do and I'm just yeah. going to not. And yeah. it's now incredibly late. <laughs> it was a birthday gift for someone whose birthday was in May and I did not reach out to them until a couple of days before their birthday. So I was like, this is in no way going to come on your birthday, but I'm going to try and have it in the next month. Mm-hmm. And Yeah that's that's not how whenever it
0: gets out. there d, d will appreciate it so it'll get she there. will
1: she it'll will I, i'm i like to think that all the time i'm start spending glaring at that tab is gonna create it's gonna something be fruitful.
0: amazing it's going to be awesome it's going the thing to be is, awesome. i'm
1: really i'm really proud of what i've done so far yeah. and i'm just like why can't you finish this why are you
0: our brain doesn't always want to do what we what we tell it to so again you have to be yeah,
1: you have to you have to be kind to yourself. You're yeah. as much. Yeah. You know, you're as much a character in in the story as mm-hmm. your characters are because you don't you know.
0: You're the you one trying to-, to steer the ship after all. I mean, you're the one that's actually like started the whole journey to begin with. So it's like, you know, you're 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 kind of a yeah. You're you're the narrator at the very least. Like, you know, you're the one that's trying to like I wouldn't say always the director. I really think it's more the narrator. You know, if you think of yourself as a director, yeah. I don't think you're giving the characters Uh, there are some good directors though that give their characters a chance actors a chance to try out different things so it just depends I think on
1: I think I think narrator I think narrator is a better Mm
0: -hmm. a better
1: word choice though because they're gonna do what they're gonna do Mm -hmm. and all you can really do is kind of pull it together into something marginally cohesive
0: yeah yeah yeah. and
1: they're gonna go and have whatever adventures they're gonna have and you Mm -hmm. just kind of have to have to pull it all together and maybe you move some things around and maybe you go, okay, well that works better here. And mm-hmm. it's important that people how you tell this the story. Yeah. 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 Before they know that bit, but yeah. I, yeah, you, you still do have to give yourself the time as well, mm-hmm. especially if your characters are not being particularly helpful
0: yeah. and not giving
1: you a lot of ideas to work with. Yeah. And they're standing around like dickheads and you're going, can you please do something flirtatious or sexy? <laughs> so I have a jumping off point. And they're going, no, no, no. Figure it out. Tell us what we're doing. And you're like, you guys are professionals. Fucking please.
0: Because when you have such really great material to work with, right? You think it's just going to write itself sometimes. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's Sam or it's Dean. It's like, this should not be this hard like you know it's just just look at them like it should it should just magically write itself like these things should just happen the way that they need to but yeah i
1: think it i think it would have been more helpful if i'd have had more scenes of sam flirting with anything because i got (laughs) shit i got, like i could dean could flirt for days i got shitloads of inspiration for that but sam just doesn't and i'm like well i don't have a dog for you to run over right now pal and the person that i want you to flirt with is not a demon who's going to seduce you with her blood and um, we're out of options. <laughs> These are the only people I've ever seen flirt with, apart from, like, Eileen.
0: No, Sam's, but Sam's flirting sometimes happens in weird, like, really weird, like, you're not expecting it situations. So, there, I I remember a couple in particular. Um,
1: Please, help uh, that, me. give, give there me There was that Ramses. really
0: funny, I mean, it wasn't, like, it wasn't the best episode, but it was in season 10. And it was um, Ask Jeeves, <laughs> the one where they were at the the rich people's house. And it was the, um the maid who was the shapeshifter that Bobby had like helped the, the wife out. And they were like trying to figure out who the murderer was. It turned out to be the, the maid, the daughter. And Sam's got this, this older woman like flirting with him and he like, doesn't know what to do with it. And then Dean like, you know, does his like little like look like, Oh, Hey, this, this might go somewhere for you. And then Sam uses his flirting to kind of like, you know, find out whether or not any of them could be the shapeshifter. And it's just, it's, it's cute. It's uncomfortable and it's cute, but like you see that like, this is how he could be. And then he gets, he gets flirted with, with another like kind of out there female. And he, I like that he doesn't know what to do with the flirting. Like I, I find that to be his, like when he's surprised, I find that endearing Endearing. about him you know and i don't know how you could like spin that when you're trying to have him be a little more dumb but like in the beginning you know like certain situations too um
1: yeah that's not that's not really gonna yeah, because I kind of, I kind of set this up to be like I think an everybody. He with Madison.
0: Thing. He flirted with Madison, the werewolf, before he found out she was a werewolf. That might oh, be
1: he did not. Yes, he oh, did. he did not. He sat there really awkward, and she dumped a laundry but basket no. full of underwear out in front no, of him. No, no, no. Then when they
0: were like, like, ah, ah, when they were on the what? couch together, I think there was there was there was flirting going on there. He was he was getting a little bit more comfortable there. It yeah. it was initial, but there there was. There was some you could feel the heat and the tension and the and the flirting in that in that scene. I think um, again he's not as he doesn't have it down like Dean does, but that was that was some flirting there. And there was like well some things with it was very brief though, and it was very early. Sam like just with Jessica, you know, at the like when they were in the, the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to find some spots. I know there's some more spots in there.
1: Yeah, it's, I just, see, I'm I'm taking him, I'm taking him maybe out of, out of his comfort zone as well. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of, he's not exactly at his best. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, one of us has to do something, friend. <laughs> and I mean, having, uh, one of us needs to do something. You know, mm-hmm. one, of, one of us needs to give a little bit here. Please yeah. work with me. Yeah. I just, I think, I think maybe the thing to do is just, to maybe just sit down and try and write and just see you know even if it's just like a paragraph a day and like Mm -hmm. eventually i will plow through this and yeah we'll get somewhere i mean not that it's not all fun but we'll get somewhere where i feel more comfortable writing. right
0: it'll eventually start where you'll write a paragraph and then it'll just keep going and then it won't it won't be as yeah i'm i'm doing that now with I've got a Julian Dean one. like I said, it's just like kind of like a snapshot one of like where they're at now and what's going on. and like there's some plot kind of like, you know, driving where they're what they're doing. and I'm trying to have it be um like a sex pollen thing. But my thing is is that I always want to make Dean very caring and I have to get past, you know what I mean like it's Dean who's got the sex pollen and Julie's trying to help him through it. So I'm trying to, get in these moments where it's just like, they're just going at it. And, but then I'm like, okay, well, she's going to use what she can to put the brakes on things in certain situations. I'm trying to figure those bits out. So it's literally like a paragraph and then I stop paragraph and then I stop. Yeah. Um, it and it'll all come together yeah,
1: eventually. Yeah.
0: It'll get there. And then, you know, someone will get to read all of our, our turmoil and, and, you know,
1: yeah, I I particularly like putting notes on mm-hmm. my fix when it's being a bar lake and just being like just so everybody's aware. Yeah, this took fucking ages. Yeah, because nobody would do what I wanted them to do. Nobody would get in line. Nobody would do anything, yeah. and it was a pain in the ass. And I am sorry for the delay.
0: This has been us ranting about you know writing our process and if there are fellow writers out there too that have anything to add to the conversation, do you feel our pain? Are you with us? Um, do you understand a lot of what we're going through? Do you have any Share suggestions? Tips and tricks. Yeah. That might help work. us. Might get us through this. If you want to be able to read what we're, what we're working on a little bit quicker might help us Mine, out.
1: Mine's the threesome people <laughs> reader reader and the boys, no incest. Just, just, just reader and the boys. So help a mortal out because none of them will do what I want them to do. And they're all being weird.
0: Yeah. And I've got a Sam one where it's, it's set um, right around the time when uh, he's looking for Michael Dean and it's one of the um, apocalypse refugees and they're kind of like getting ready to have a moment that's kind of been probably building and I'm trying to work through that. So that's the Sam one that I've, I've, I haven't looked at in a while that I need to go back to. And like I said, the Julian Dean one, I'll get it done. It's just, it's, it's, I'm not used to it. So yeah. So if you have any thoughts, uh, tips, tricks, share, you can contact us um, by email at idlingintheimpala at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are idling in, it's the letter D, Impala. If you want to read some of my work on AO3, I am under the username Drasna, D-R-A-S-N-A. On Twitter, it's S-Kyle Writes, S-K-Y-L-E-W-R-I-T-E-S. And if you want to read some of my original fiction, you can find it on my website at sandrakyle.com.
1: She really needs to get all that in some kind of order, doesn't
0: she? I'm not, though. (laughs) It's not going to (laughs) happen. I won't. I refuse. Make me.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, I am the order in in this one specific thing, Agent of Chaos everywhere else. But in this one weirdly niche specific thing, I got all my metaphorical ducks in a row. So if you want to read anything that I have written, you can find me on AO3. The username is Kali Karma. It's the same username on Twitter as well. If you want um, to, I, I don't tweet that much, i gonna be honest, but you can follow me there if you want. I retweet a whole bunch of shit. Um, but it's the same same username, same profile picture as well in both places in case you think, hey, I wonder if there's two people out there with a weird spelt name. And because the name is not spelt in any normal way that you might think it would be, it's uh, Kilo, Alpha, Romeo, Lima, Echo, Echo, and then Karma as you would spell it normally. Same profile picture as I just said. So thank you very much for listening, guys.
0: Yes, and thanks coming for listening along to us, Rant.
1: Yeah. And again, please reach out. Help us models. We need assistance. <laughs> Sam is a pain in the ball sack to right? He won't do anything. He's just a pain. He angst all over the place. So share our pain. Share any tips or tricks you may have for wrangling your characters. And yeah. we will see you next time. No. Bye. 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 <laughs> I did, my kid definitely got in on that as well He did <laughs> What are you doing Muffin
0: If three different types of pie Can't tear him away from the television Nothing will God I hope the movie's done by now
1: All I know is I am deserving of some hair care tonight
0: and By hair care You mean running your fingers all through Sam's
1: Absolutely
0: Baby's back safe and sound, and we've got some boys to see.
1: Thanks for coming along for the ride. Who knows, maybe next time we'll give you the keys to take her for a spin.
0: Where's the pie? Look at these chemicals. Do you even read the label? No, I read pie. The rest is just blah, blah, blah.